0: Hi, this is Margaret Pomerantz wishing box cutters a great double century anniversary. Well done, guys. Keep keep the standards up and the flag flying.
1: Box
2: cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 200 <sighs> It's a celebration of a nation My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards Hello listener And to my right, Brett Cropley
1: Good evening viewers, it's fantastic to be involved in the second bicentenary of my lifetime uh, well, the first you, you, being the bicentenary of our nation. Oh,
3: I thought you, you meant you were already 200 mm-hmm. years old. I got very confused. Because you're, <laughs> you're, you're pretty old, crumbly. You are pretty old. Yeah. You are the oldest around here. Yeah, two hundred
1: minutes maybe. Yeah.
3: Uh, and can I also just say, I, I being separated by only an opening credits theme uh, from Margaret Pomerantz is possibly the most exciting thing that may ever happen to me. I love her. I love her. The only way I'll I might point get, out,
1: you do still have clothes on. So, uh, so you have got your moment. clothes and and
3: and, and, the, and intro the credits. Yeah, yeah. the intro. And the only way it could get any more exciting because being you know almost on the same show as Margaret Pomerantz would be only if I was on the same show as say you know Miff Warhurst from Spix and Specks.
2: Well, well, it's funny you mention that, John, because what? coming into the studio to talk about Speaks and Speaks no. and some of her other television no. uh, is... Uh, Don't play with me. Adam Hills. No, it's Miff Wars! Oh, my God! She's coming in. She's coming in. She's coming to box cutters. That's very exciting. That's
3: the myth is coming to box cutters song. Well, the She's only way... Coming. The only way... I mean, the, look, I mean, yeah. The only way... That's icing on the Pomerance cake. You know, that's, yeah, that's myth icing on a Pomerance cake. The only way you could put those strange little silver baubles... That no one quite knows what to do with, and then we could add those on the top. Would be if some police guy from some reality police show I don't watch came in.
2: Well, it's (laughs) it's funny you should mention that contrived (laughs) (laughs) description because we do have uh, acting sergeant. De Farrell, who's a part of the uh, Highway Patrol show on Channel 7, coming in to talk to us about uh, feeling people in public no! and uh, and also uh, why cops aren't real on television. Well, now, what would you put in, in the cream? Well, Wyatt? in the cream,
3: the only thing that could be the cream in between the, the silver bubbles no one eats and the, uh, the myth icing and the Pomerantz cake would, would be a, a phone call from, from Talia.
2: I don't think that's going to happen. Good, I don't like cream. Yeah. None of us need it. Too much cholesterol. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News.
4: And now for the news.
2: Firstly, in the news. We've done 200 episodes! Yeah.
3: Oh. And it only feels like 54. <laughs> to you? Yeah. Know. You don't yeah. look a day over 54. I don't look a day over 54. You yeah, know, it just occurred to me then, what we should have done in this segment was uh, brought in some of our favourite news stories from the last 200 episodes, <laughs> presented some great
2: vintage news for you. And, and what, just do like a flashback episode, yeah. like Family yeah. Ties with remember when? Yeah. yeah. Remember when this bit of news happened? Uh, well, also uh, not very much news happened this week. Uh, and that uh, is the Box Cutters news. Hi, I'm
0: really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is
2: Jane Badler. You're listening to Box Cutters. Woo! Oh. It's our 200th episode. And the 200th yeah. playing of the Jane Badler introduction. <laughs> uh, but now, now I think it's, it's time for us to get another Sexy introduction from Miff Warhurst. Oh my God, Miff Warhurst! I love her. <laughs> she's John. Yeah. She's here in the studio.
0: Hello. Oh, I can't do it as sexy as that. The last lady though, that was extraordinary. That's
2: Jane oh,
3: from V. Oh. So if you want to try to eat a hamster as sexy as she, okay. Can I
0: peel my skin off <laughs> in the same way? Yeah.
2: In that sexy, sexy. <laughs> <way? laughs> Miff, thanks so much for, uh, for for joining us on. Box cutters. It's a pleasure
0: to be here on your birthday.
2: You've been doing uh, you've been doing spics and specs on the TV for mm-hmm. uh, twenty one years. Correct, now. correct. Uh, well, it just seems like that because how you shoot like ninety-five episodes a year. Yeah,
0: no, they they get as much out of us as they possibly can in a short space of time. So at the moment I'm actually not filming. We film but, but for six on, months. But you're on the telly. I know. People think it's live, but it's not. Thank goodness it's not because you know, being edited is a blessing, I think, for a lot of us. <laughs> that Really, that time between when you press the buzzer and answer the question is a lot longer than what it seems on the telly. So that's there's a little secret for so you.
3: How long does it take to film an episode then?
0: Probably about an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. And, that's and they edit it down to 27 minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything that doesn't work or, you know, doesn't it's quite... It's a bit blue. Yeah, a bit blue. My goodness, some of the stuff that comes out on that show... It's appalling. It's, Adam, it's appalling, and Adam the language and the language,
2: filthy, filthy. Man. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, and the language. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Kids would be, you know, shocked to know what actually happens. <laughs> I,
2: I know. Mm. I know. Kids are often shocked. I'm just, you know, sometimes in the street swearing. Yeah, kids are like language.
0: Yeah, no, they love it though.
2: <laughs> uh, so it's it's pretty much the same show as when it started. It Speaks and specs. There's been a, a small amount of uh, of evolution, but, but it's largely very similar.
0: It hasn't changed, I would say, from the very first program. I certainly, think the set. Yeah, the set changed. We got a new desk, I think, four shows in, and that's pretty much the amount of money that the ABC <laughs> spent on set design <laughs> since then. We're pretty happy with how it works, though. People like it. So it's kind of nice because so many other shows, if things aren't working, they try and – particularly in a commercial world, they try and change things and and reform them and make them work for the audiences. If someone says, oh, I don't like that, so they'll change something. Whereas the ABC have just let us keep... Keep going you know to use a marsha a ism from Idol, just keep doing what you 're doing and um, yeah we 're allowed to so it 's a bit of a luxury actually so once you'
1: once you 've recorded the sixty episodes for uh, for this for the year um, and then gone off for nine months, when you come back, is there like a pile of memos about uh, we need to talk about that and that and that and that and that, and that and
0: not at no? all no that 's also been one of the great things about the show. no one ever tells us. You know what to do or how to be, or I've never, I've, I've probably had probably two conversations in the whole time. We're coming into our sixth year where they've said, you know, maybe look at that camera when you do your introduction or something. And that's probably about it. So we've really, Alan and I and Adam have been allowed to pretty much be ourselves, which well, is the, good because I've got nothing else to fall back on. So <laughs> I'm happy about that.
3: And the risk of sounding completely sucky, like the show. Still works there's, there's no sense The show being stale Or tired or, or, Which is kind of odd Because normally With any, any yeah. show By this point You'd, you'd You know mm. uh, Do something Does it sort of Do you guys Do anything To keep that Vibrant Or is it just You show up And it just Always seems to work I think
0: The selection of guests Which has nothing to do With Well Alan or I I'm sure Adam has Quite a say in it But I'm never in the office So I don't know But I think the selection Of guests is so clever That it keeps it Alive In a way there's always someone different. There's, it's never kind of the same. You never get bored. There's always someone you haven't heard much about, so you get to know them, and yeah, I think that's what keeps it alive.
1: So, which way do you uh, with with the news last week? Which way do you think it's going? Uh, do you think that you've taken Hamish uh, Blake up to the number one Q rating uh, position so. in, in the country, or do you think that he's actually been dragging you along?
0: I reckon he might have <laughs> been dragging us along actually, and you know, I'll, I'll ride on his coattails. <laughs> co- that's for sure. No, he's he's. He just resonates with people. They love him.
3: I feel sad for Andy. And there's yeah. always like Andy's the B2. Yeah. It's like no, be, one, no one wants to talk about him. But Andy's maybe. so pretty.
0: But Andy gets the hot supermodel girlfriend. Yeah,
1: it's true. So, you I know, he's like he a back on. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, literally. Whereas,
1: whereas Hamish just gets the, the packs of 16 year old girls
0: <laughs> <laughs> and nannas. Oh but my nanas, God, you should yeah. see the nannas. They go mad for Hamish. They love him, so, especially after the show will sign and they're just cute. Middle-aged women love him.
2: This, this was a, an amazing thing because I've gone... I mean, I've, I've stopped now because sitting in a green room for an hour and a half uh, is not the most exciting thing in the world. No. But I've been to, to a number of tapings of, uh, of Speaks and Specs and uh, I, I think I hadn't been there for about a year and then I went to a, a, another taping. And there were just all these people in the foyer at the end, waiting to get your autograph. Yeah, it's extraordinary.
0: It's a it's it's a bit weird. It's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. People want to have mementos of their experience, which is great. So you come out and sign. They get a get a question card and uh, they sign. But yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. All of them stay and you get a sore arm from signing all the time and coming up with, I've never got anything good to say. I think, oh, how would that translate in 20 years' time? All I've written is lots of love, and I think, gee, I can do better than that, but no, I can't, actually.
2: (laughs) I think think if you wrote uh, lots of love, Sally Boyden. Oh, <laughs> that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. I haven't thought of Sally Boyden in a long time.
2: I, I've seen Alan Bro uh, out on the streets in public.
3: I've seen him like with his Walkman on, and you yeah. know, and because he's a, he's a yeah, you know, he's a man that he's, one can recognise from a distance. Yeah, he's and a big, tall he's guy. Quite tall, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've seen people yeah running to throw themselves at him to hug him, and he, you know, he's got the, the Walkman on, and, the eyes down, and brain heads. Do you get recognised in public much?
0: Not like Alan, because I'm not big and tall. I'm quite short, so I just all I have to do is put my head down, and anyone who walks past me and he sees the top of my head. So I don't get what he would get. And he gets recognised instantly, obviously, you know, because he stands out in a crowd. But, no, my life is hasn't changed really much at all. Just put my head down, keep walking. Because no one because of the
3: things, and we, we talked about this, uh, when I interviewed Alan a while back on the Outland Institute, was that there's a, there's a niceness to the show. Like, you guys are all really quite lovable. And... You know, it's not a bitchy show. It's not a mean-spirited show. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess Will come up to tell him how much you know he helps solve the problems between you know fathers and daughters, and, and yeah, you know, he brings people together. And I've kind of forgotten where I was going with this question
1: at the beginning of it. That's, well, that's right. Well, prompted something for me. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you, are you amused at uh, how there are sometimes waves of uh, letter writers to the Green Guide saying how competitive Alan Bro is and how it's not in the spirit of the whole show?
0: I know, but isn't that what it is? It's a, it's a game show. Like, you're actually allowed to be a bit competitive and we wouldn't be on it unless we were.
2: Do you compete, though? But he's Absolutely, mean to you. but it's
0: devastating for me because I can't win as often as he can.
2: Because, because Alan is, is like a, an autistic child with music. He is amazing. He And and you know I'm saying Autistic children who are really good at music trivia. Yeah. Whereas you, like men, can't. A, like that film, right <laughs> can't bring to mind uh, the name Nirvana. No. For example.
0: Oh, that was a long time ago. Oh, but no, I had an, awesome. I had a yeah, similar moment. Go, had a sim- No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm cool with it because that's what happens sometimes when you. That was the, in probably the second show we filmed. I was freaking out. I'd never done anything like this before, let alone in front of a studio audience, and then knowing that we were going to be watched, and I just went completely blank. But I had a moment this year as well, and I'm not even sure if it's screened yet. I forgot Bett Midler's name. <gasps> That's just pathetic. Yeah, I sat there great. and went, ah, oh, she was, you know, born in, lived in Hawaii, worked on a pineapple farm. I had everything <laughs> duets with my Tom Waits <laughs> and Wind Beneath My Wings. I was doing it all. And then I just went, I cannot think of her name. And it just happens. And you've got you to go with it. But Nirvana, That's, come on! Yeah, I should have remembered that. That's, Brett, that was it. devastating, especially
1: oh. being a Triple J at the time. Let oh, go, it's horrible! They still have No, 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 no. She's
0: the just let it go. It's okay. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm going to work it through with you three right now. <laughs> I may cry, but uh, yeah. No, no. Oh no! Don't
2: do that. I don't want that. <laughs>
0: Not for the 200 I think show.
2: If, if if it ever gets a bit much, just turn to her and say, "Hey Brett, it smells like shut the hell up." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
1: were going to say, "Hey Brett, it smells like." Uh, obsequiousness
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey so, good call good call up last week yeah. oh did you Vocab- none.
1: See,
0: it happens to everyone yeah. And I think that's probably the, pe- the appeal of Spix as well Because everyone just mucks up every now and then You know, well, Maybe that's... we show our competitive sides Or our well, nice sides or whatever But it's a bit real
1: So you didn't get to, to pull a diva turn and, and insist that they cut that from the, the final cut Oh god, no. no,
0: no, I have no. nothing to do with it Once I walk out of, the, out of that studio We have nothing to do with it Which is pretty good So you put your faith in the, the producers And um, yeah, they've, they've looked after us Do you ever so.
3: get surprised by what's cut and what's left in?
0: Not really, no. You can kind of sense, once you've been doing it for so long, you know what's going to make it in. Like if there's a narrative through the show, if someone sort of discusses something and it goes has a flow, you'll know that that'll stay in. And you know in front of an audience too what works and what doesn't. They'll respond, so you can work it out.
2: I uh, I, I haven't looked at the credits recently on, mm. on Spix, but I, I remember in the early years... Is he to read now? Because they're not zooming on the bottom. Oh, yeah, correct. Alan, uh, Alan was credited as a writer. yeah. That was the now, first year. He's, he was also a question answerer.
0: Mm. It made it very difficult around the office because Alan would actually have to be... They had to put him in another part of the building because he he obviously couldn't be involved in the question-asking department. So, really, um, I think poor old Alan went a bit mad having to sit in the ABC four offices down from the Spix and specs office. He said he, he almost had to wear a bell around his neck to say when he was coming into the room to dingle it. So he wouldn't actually hear what's going on, but yeah, he stopped that after the first year. Cause it just, it didn't work out just
2: just too hard. So, so he does actually know all of stuff. that stuff. I know, I know. it
0: it's, devastates me. What
2: a, what a freak. He does. The, uh, uh since uh, since Spics and Specs has started though, and before Spix and Specs we had uh, Good News Week, but since Spix and Specs became the most popular show the ABC has ever done in the history of 900 years of television. <laughs> not uh,
0: quite. It's no Kath and Kim. That was pretty successful. Kath and who? All right. Okay. Well, no. What was that? The, one, the,
3: the John English theme tune about ribbons. <laughs> Oh, that was... Uh,
2: that six Ribbons. Six
0: Ribbons. Me, six. I love yeah. John English.
2: Yeah. 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 that was, that, <laughs> all was <black> all, guys. <laughs> that was all together now. All together now. Yeah. yeah. Have you had him
0: on? Have we had John English on? I think, yes, we yeah. have. Yeah. We have, It's a yeah. legal
3: requirement, sure. It,
0: absolutely. And it was also a legal requirement that he wore those purple tracksuit pants that he wore in uh, Pirates of Penzance. Oh, nice. Which were possibly... I saw that with my parents. They took me along. And were it was actually... possibly the most offensive pair of tracksuit pants I have ever seen. They're magnificent, but he didn't leave a lot to the imagination. Were they you know? actually
1: tracksuit pants? They, they like... were like
0: sort of purple pirate's pants, but they were tight because, you know. tight up around John, yeah. the waist. Yeah, John English liked it tight. So, you know, he's a 70s child. So, um, yeah, they were extraordinary.
2: <laughs> so so since since then, though, mm. since then, we've uh, we've seen so many... Uh, panel game quiz shows with celebrities who don't actually win any prizes mm. in them come up it's talking crazy. about your generation, the squeers ADBC, and uh, and we'd had we had Sam, Sam Pang in, uh, and I really went him about uh, how many of these shows that we're seeing, I was, I him. I was, yeah, 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 you he went was, him. I he yeah. was can't imagine that, Josh. With a he knife.
0: Was, Wow. He was
2: totally crying and bleeding at the end of it. It was it's Poor horrible. love, I like yeah. Sam. Well, There's probably still stains on the seat there. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. probably. Yeah. Anyway, I, I want to know what, what your take is on the, uh, on, on the imitators and also on how easy it is just to get a topic and put a panel quiz game show together.
0: Well, because I've never had anything to do with putting it actually together, I probably don't know how easy it is, but I would imagine production-wise it's quite cheap. And that would be why a lot of people are doing it because it obviously is entertaining. People enjoy the concept of seeing people, other people having fun and uh, it doesn't cost them as much as it would to put on, say, a, a drama um, and lo- local
2: networks have. But do you think that the pro- proliferation of these shows kind of devalues speaks and specs a little bit? Um,
0: not really, I don't think. Because, I mean, we were sort of one of the first and I think that's always... It's a nice place to be uh, and people can choose to watch the others and most people still kind of hung around and watched us, which is a surprise. So, no, I never I never thought that it would.
1: The other channels have never kind of run another panel quiz show up against you head-to-head.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, if they put Talking About My Generation up against us, we might be stuffed because they pull huge numbers. They do. Yeah, like, you know, and, and, and it's, it's quite extraordinary. So maybe it could have an effect, but so far it hasn't had on Spix, which is good.
2: But I, I remember in, in your second season, you're going up against House, and oh. House was uh, one of the highest-rating shows uh, yeah. in the country, and you pipped them several weeks in a row. Uh, like, that that in itself, I think, is, is just an extraordinary uh, achievement, and uh, in order to do that, the show has to have something special. I... I don't think necessarily these other shows... I mean, talking about your generation has has McAuliffe and that yeah. helps a lot. Yeah, he's but, great. He's a great host. But a, a lot of the other shows that have come and gone, they're missing something that I think is unquantifiable that Spix and Specs has. Okay. I think you guys are all just so sweet. Like, oh, like you and We're, we're assholes and, and, in real life. And, but Emil, you know.
5: <laughs> and,
0: and most well, Adam, of your Adam
1: regular is... kind of third members.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, everyone's pretty nice because it's not a it's not a stressful environment. Like people get nervous before you so don't worry, just relax. It it really is just a conversation. Like
1: I, I feel a bit weird here now talking to you like this and feeling like really comfortable with you because, and I, I think that that is from having watched so many hours. Of you being that nice on on camera.
0: Well, like I said, you know, I, I, if I was a comedian, I might have an act to fall back on or something like that. Or, yeah, but I'm not any different to that person. And neither's Alan. There's no, no. And, and Adam. There's he's more of a comedian, more polished in that that sense. But he yeah, just I'm just myself. That's all I've got. This is this no is hilarious not your, lines. Only occasionally when I make a fool of myself. But that's about
2: it. <laughs> this is not your first foray into uh, uh, into television, especially with the ABC. You were part of the short-lived Fly. Oh, uh, yeah. Program that was uh, kind of an ABC digital oh, channel flight really TV. early on. Yeah. It, it was flight.
0: digital before digital, yeah. but we, it kind of was digital. Yeah, uh,
2: And that was a, a youth-orientated, uh, uh, kind of you asked for it and, uh, yeah, and you got it. Actually, look, can I interrupt? Just speaking on behalf of the audience, I've never heard of this. What the hell was it? Oh,
0: really? <laughs> well, it was um, the first foray into digital many years ago and it was pretty much like a youth channel. So imagine JTV or something like that. Mm. For twenty-four hours, so we we filmed everything very cheaply, and I did it, I did music shows each uh, each day. I did a little half an hour music show, which we filmed with one other person. You film it in a block. Karen Lang was my producer, actually, <laughs> and um, yeah, we had a great time. It was good. How, how
3: did you pick it up? Like, was it? It
0: was when it was when ABC first went digital. So oh, okay. So it
3: was just hiding away on very digital. Very early. Yeah, right. it was yeah.
2: very
0: early. Very, You yeah. know, very few people had it. I think you could get it on pay TV. You could, <laughs>
2: you could get it only on Optus. Yes. You could get it on Optus. That's right. You know.
0: You're right. God, I feel so old. It's like saying VHS and beta. <laughs> yeah. But I started work just helping out as a researcher on that show. And um, they eventually, you know, cutting costs and then looked towards me and went, she's cheap. Let's get her. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good experience
2: if i was telling that story <laughs> what if if i was going to tell that story i'd yeah. say And then they recognised the talent in the corner of the (laughs) room. The sheer brilliance that was amongst them. uh, I don't
0: think so. I think it was, you know, (laughs) we needed something to come out of Melbourne. Most of it came out of Sydney and I was around, so.
3: Do you ever ever get, because you you also seem quite self-effacing, if I can use that word, I think correctly. Yeah. Um, When you're on the show, do you ever get starstruck by the the guests that come on?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. But sitting next to Barry Humphreys for that Christmas (sighs) show freaked me out. No end. Like, I I was just, just everything I said. I was thinking, "Oh, was thinking Oh, you must think I'm an idiot." Sorry, she. It was. Yeah. I was it was. Edna. It was Dame Edna. Dame so, Edna. Yeah. So it
2: wasn't actually because I, I no, was, but, uh, I was, I was working at Roving Enterprises when Dame Edna was on mm. Rove, and uh, it was it was, a message was sent around that uh, if you saw her in the corridor, mm. she was Dame Edna Everidge and uh, would not respond to any other name. Mm.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. But you know, sitting next to her, it was it was there was a lot of Barry in there too, and the filth that he he she came out with while the cameras weren't on. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry.
1: Were you like, offended?
0: No, I wasn't. But it was it was pretty awesome. Like there was a, an, a rather large lady sitting in the front row, and. Uh, she was wearing a big moo and um, and she or well, yeah. She said, uh, "I feel sorry for that elf that's under her dress. It's <laughs> not." <laughs> I didn't know where this. <laughs> I sort of went. Oh, my God, I don't know if I should respond to that. <laughs> but he was being really wrong and inappropriate under his breath. And I loved it, of course, because, you know, that's the side that you don't really get to see. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was magic. It was magic. But, yeah, at that point I went, should I be laughing at this or should I just say, no, that was really inappropriate? I don't know.
1: Because, you know, if you, if you take that stance, you're all harriconic and suddenly all of Australia just hates you and once you kicked out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. How did that turn so badly? <laughs>
1: It, it all became about Harry Connick being an arsehole
2: and, and telling us
0: telling us a bit of what for. to suck
2: it. Well, you know what? But if, I, I if
0: prefer. I'm so glad he did. Yeah.
2: If he had never put on blackface for that mad TV sketch, he didn't. No, none, none of this would have ever he happened. Didn't,
0: oh, what but did we've he done do? this. this is last week's episode again. <laughs> oh, see, it keeps we've coming done back. This. Hey, hey, it just gets in. It's like it's, yeah, 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 it's been it's, it's been a, it's been like a disease. It's
2: it it has. This mm. is this is an amazing thing. It's kind of. Ruined Because also It it was on It was on uh, Wednesday night But not up against Spicks and Specs Was it It Yes it was It was Yeah Yeah. It was So how did How did Spicks
0: fare Not not so well No no. We we kind of We still I mean did good numbers What the ABC Would consider good numbers So So
1: do you get Like the minute by minute uh, Rundown Mm. SMS too No
0: No We get a Next time If it's a good episode and we do good ratings someone will send an email but there's no one in the Spix and specs office at the moment so there's no one to send out that kind of admin stuff i look up i get crikey and i look it up the next (laughs) day Go, oh that was nice but it doesn't really matter no one seems to mind terribly much it certainly you know people don't come down hard on you if we're not rating as well as we used to but we always do over over a million sometimes better than that so everyone's pretty happy
2: which for the abc is amazing it's awesome yeah
0: Yeah. you know hasn't has has just
1: been so consistent
0: yeah yeah, it certainly hasn't, in, you know, been indicated in any kind of pay increases, but
1: it's you know, <laughs> I mean, the ABC.
3: Yeah, so. I know. Did they give you the board game?
0: I've never seen the board game, and the problem is, oh. I can't go into an ABC shop and go and have a look. Why? Because I feel stupid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we, we we played it at Christmas. Really? <laughs> I just were... I'd
0: feel so stupid. Come look at my the board game that I'm I'm on. Like, and that's the thing I haven't I haven't watched the DVD either. That's, well, um,
1: I've, have, you, I've have got your people speak to them and offer to go in and sign a few copies? Hey, offered to sign a few copies for oh, in the Christmas rush. Me yeah, but that.
0: then they run the risk of them going. Who are you? Like then. <laughs> no, that's, so why, it, can that's
2: go why you, why you get way. your people to talk to them. Yeah, how good. about how about if. Uh, if we buy a copy yeah. and you and Alan come over and, and we all and play, like, it. play it, yeah. that'd be good. Because it's
0: highly likely he hasn't seen it either because mm-hmm. he doesn't like looking at himself. That's one thing he may not tell you. He, he won't he won't watch the show or anything. He doesn't like looking at himself, which is, mm. you know, good on him.
3: So I should have hidden all those giant mirrors when
2: he came into Joy. Yeah, yeah, you, mm-hmm. should, you should have. <laughs> Whoops. You should have. And, uh, and you shouldn't have worn that T-shirt you have with his face on it.
3: Oh, would he not like that? No. Because I love him. (laughs) (laughs) In in a slightly kind of, you know, Kathy Bates and Misery kind of way.
0: Oh. I can tell you where (laughs) it is. No.
2: (laughs) Miff Warhurst, when is Speaks and Specks on the television?
0: Wednesday nights, 8.30. Ding! Correct. You got that correct. (laughs) I didn't forget that. No. It's hard to forget after six years, Is it repeated on ABC2 as well? I think think it is. I think there are old episodes. Thursday nights, they do the... Wednesday night's episode. If you miss out, right, and then they play old episodes at some point. I don't know when. They're, and you're, not, get, you're not getting
2: any extra kind of money idea. for that either. Oh God, That's, no, no, no,
0: no, no, yeah. no. There's no, there's no ongoing. What do you call them? Residuals or residuals. whatever. Yeah. Your
1: royalties. Yeah. no. So you're looking around for a, for another commercial gig?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Have ABC like like since you've been a, a little less time poor? Um, have has anybody at the ABC spoken to you about uh, doing your own projects?
0: Well, I did um, Australia's Favourite Album a couple of years ago, which was good, but no, not really. No, I think, you know... They'll... Wouldn't like
1: to do a book show?
0: Mm, maybe I could do an album show, but no, I'm not sure. I haven't really thought that far. Cause, cause you're could... all, about
2: the, all about the music. Brett, yeah. are, are you Are you producing a show for the ABC that we don't know about, <laughs> that you're hiring me for? No, yeah. <laughs> can, can, we, can we let it Can go? I talk Can to we talk paper? about it,
0: yeah? Magic Roundabout? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that one I can okay. be the dog do go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Miff Warhurst thank you so much for joining us on right. our 200th episode
0: happy birthday what are you doing to celebrate
2: uh, we we got some cake this cake yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and super iced we, oh. oh yes thank you to it, the evil Dr C- uh,
3: Chris for your super
2: iced cake
0: wow that was your work no 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 no, Chris.
2: no, no, Chris. no, no Dr. Chris sorry is elsewhere oh elsewhere yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, uh, and then I don't know maybe we might go to Luna Park uh, maybe see if the Fun Factory is still open. Get felled up
0: on the ghost train. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's totally. always fun.
1: There's a furniture storing where the Fun Factory used to be. Still, It's behind uh, Johnny Rockets.
3: Still, let's go see, there. Miff Warhurst just said, "Get touched up on the ghost train." That always happened.
1: And you started yeah.
3: talking about furniture. <laughs> <factory>. <laughs> Priorities. Great priorities. <laughs> I,
1: I just thought Johnny it Rockets. was probably, probably a, a memory Johnny. that Miff didn't really want to. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, come on. Everyone's been felt up on the ghost train, like haven't they? I say you enjoyed it. That was part of the oh, thrill. It's,
0: it's, surely it's like the frigid test when you're a kid, isn't it? Really? <laughs>
2: it's. it's <laughs> a- <laughs> It's part of the. It's 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 which, part of the. Which one was that? Which <laughs> one did you have? Oh, like, oh come on! It's like a daisy chain. So someone someone <laughs> oh, goes someone that's goes the on term. the such a wrong term. Someone goes on the ghost train, gets felt up, and then they have to go and fill someone else up on it. <laughs> exactly, on the ghost it's, train. it's, it's a, just, a
0: rite of passage. Yeah. It's you know don't let, oh, oh, don't let these things affect you. You know you don't need a, to go and see someone about it.
2: In your it's later a life. ride of passage. <laughs> make it uh, end, Josh. Make <laughs> it end, Warhurst, <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Not a problem.
2: Hi, box cutters. Congratulations. It's Peter Hitchener
4: from Nine News calling just to say, well done on 200 episodes. Keep up the
1: good work. All the best for the next 200. Bye.
2: You know, it would be great if, uh, I don't know, if somebody who's been a, a big part of box cutters for a long time could uh, maybe call in and be part of, uh, of, of this 200th episode. <gasps> you don't mean perhaps Pete... say our, our supposed fourth box cutter? Pete Smith? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, Pete Smith. Hang on a second. There's someone on the line. Oh, is there? Let me turn that up. Hello? Hello? Hello, you're live with Box Cutters.
4: Hi, I'm listening to a first-time caller. My name's James. You're not Pete Smith. I just wanted to say, happy 200th birthday. You don't look a day over 199.
2: (laughs) Thanks so much. James Tarley from Channel 9 News. How are you?
4: I'm good. And you know that if Pete Smith was the fourth box cutter and he was on the line right now, you would have got exactly the same old gag. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: like you're channeling Pete Smith, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, I haven't got his timing...
2: <laughs> <laughs> was that a cow? Was that a cow in the background?
4: That was a train horn thing ah. do you think
2: i am i I don't know I don't know Channel Nine are hemorrhaging money maybe they're uh, they've they just had to set up studios in a paddock somewhere
4: now to make up a shortfall. come on
1: <laughs> you're trying to milk the dairy market. <laughs>
4: Not so much. No, I'm standing uh, on the deck outside the newsroom, up on the, the uh, second floor at GTV, overlooking the city, which is where we shoot a lot of our pieces of camera from. I think we've discussed that before, haven't yep. we? And so uh, you can hear the train whistles from Burnley Station there.
2: Oh, nice one, nice one. And uh, just, just complete the picture for us. Are you in blackface?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, even if I was, I couldn't tell you for obvious reasons. <laughs>
1: Isn't we the, would just have Harry Connick back in the freaking studio Saying, look, I don't agree with it Isn't that the official Channel
3: 9 News blackface That you'd be using?
4: Uh, yeah, they just um, well, It's like you actually paint your face green And then they key it on <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic That's weird
2: <laughs> that's, I, I love that uh, James, you've, uh, you, you've been doing more anchoring Since the last time we, we spoke to you You've done some, uh, some weekend stuff
4: a little bit yeah that's and, always a bit
2: of fun uh, are you uh, are you trying to get your ass groove into that chair is it
5: uh...
4: <laughs> there are uh, already a couple of ass grooves in that chair <laughs> that won't be moving for a long long time so i have no pretensions to taking over any of the regular slots no It's good just to, it's nice just to have a run. I'm not thinking in any way that uh, there's going to be a spot coming up soon.
1: Is that why they've taken the chair away on the weekend, so that they can just put anybody in there?
4: No, the chair's back, Brett. Come on, pay attention. Yeah.
2: What are you watching on the weekend?
1: I was so appalled at the blackface, you know.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're boycotting
3: now.
1: Well done. No, actually, I have a life. Uh, so generally I'm not watching TV at 6 o'clock on uh, Saturdays or oh, oh, Sundays oh, I guess oh, I don't watch TV. oh
3: I'm too good to be watching TV I just hosted 200 bloody episodes of a TV podcast but I'm oh, I'm too good to be watching I don't, TV
4: I don't watch yeah, TV yeah, you rock Brett you are absolutely just rocking
1: I watch rockin'. lots of TV but I wouldn't record the Channel 9 news to watch later on from a Saturday night because you know there's no politics nothing's happening they make it all up anyway and, and, and it's like uh, 18 minutes of sport stop baiting <laughs> no no it's not just tell nine it's all over the place it's not
3: uh, just your fault that's, James, that's, just, crap. How, that's
1: just how uh, TV news is on the weekends
4: i choose not to respond but uh, I'm sure our camera guys who are rostered on every weekend will be very pleased to hear you say that thanks a lot
2: can I, uh, can I pass on Brett's address to you to give to them <laughs>
4: I will, yes, absolutely
2: But surely, uh, you know, once everybody takes that
1: that 2 o'clock flight on Friday Arvo out of town They don't have to stick around Canberra
4: of course, they stick around Canberra. There's news to be reported. What's James, the matter with you? F- feel political
2: news on a weekend in Canberra? No. I'm, feel, no. I'm not engaging in this anymore. Feel free to call <laughs> him a cockhead at any time. <laughs> no, I think you just did, and I'm happy to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! So we don't get that sound bite, We can't put no, that on media you watch. Do not. <laughs> oh, and also, I think since we spoke to you last, you've been on media watch, which uh, <gasps> uh, oh, have I? Uh, yeah. How? It's how something did that... good, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't great. Uh, but so that clearly didn't affect you at all.
4: What what was it?
2: Uh, it was uh, it, it was a story you did about uh, footballers uh, getting a stripper. It was it was a complete non-story that it just seemed like you were entirely forced to do. None of which do you need to comment on. Let's talk about the media watch stuff.
4: Yeah, oh, well, I, you know, Media Watch, they, um, they, they provide an interesting service to the industry, don't
3: they? <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is, this is something I hadn't st- stopped to think about until this exact moment. I had always assumed if you were on Media Watch, you would, you would know. And then it could be, I don't know why, like they'd send you an email going, congratulations, you're on this week's Media Watch. So can you actually not know when you're on Media Watch?
4: Yeah, very much so.
3: Yeah. Or are you just yeah. saying that? It's just like, I, I, don't, I don't listen to my own albums kind of thing.
4: No, no, no. Well, I I think sometimes perhaps what can happen is that um, Media Watch might email the boss seeking a response, and and if the boss is inclined to say, Media Watch, not talking to them, then you'll probably never hear about that email even having been sent. Mm -hmm. So you don't know until people start texting you about 25 past nine on a Monday night, going,
2: hey, you're a tool, you got rolled by Media Watch. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you didn't get a gift basket or anything?
4: Not so much, nor a Christmas hamper either. Let's go over that old ground.
2: Yeah, yeah let's not yeah. touch that. How uh, are those Channel 9 thongs going?
4: They're good. They're strong.
2: Uh, James, thanks so much for, uh, for calling in and, and being a part of our 200th episode. My
4: pleasure as always, and a big congratulations.
2: Thank you.
0: Hi, I'm Adam Zouar. You might recognise my voice from ads for Ford, Australia Post and HBA... Or maybe from the phone calls I make to your house late at night. That's right. I make phone calls to your house late at night. I'm Adam Zwa and you're listening to Box
2: Cutters. And in the Box Cutters studio, we're joined by a policeman because of stuff we said last week. <laughs> Acting Sergeant Alastair Farrell. Welcome very much to Box Cutters. Good afternoon, gentlemen.
5: Uh, you are You sound like a cop Yeah, you really do
2: sound like a cop <laughs> Funny that but
5: It's just two words That it was I don't know, cop if, As if the uniform didn't give it away to start off with Well, we'll, we'll get to that later <laughs> uh, There's uh, actually, can we point that
3: out? You are actually in uniform. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for, for, for the video you know, podcast
1: uh, viewers. We yes. have seen that already. But for there's, those uh, with the, the audio no... medium only,
3: yeah, uh, we actually in in the whole the whole shebang.
5: <laughs> I think right. that's the correct term, isn't it? Shebang. I think that's an officially sanctioned term. Yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> Brett.
1: And for those watching in black and white, uh, <laughs> Alistair is <laughs> in the blue, which is the one next to John in the red.
2: Brett. Yes. There's there's no video podcast, and if you keep going on with that, you might get arrested for impersonating a video podcast. <laughs> Just letting you know. Uh, now, now you're, you're part of uh, the Channel 7 show uh, Highway Patrol. That's right. Also known as Melbourne's Highway Patrol, also known as not the New Zealand show Motorway Patrol.
5: <laughs> That's also true. Uh,
2: and the, the, the premise of the show is uh, basically uh, cops drive around, pull people over, uh, get abused, and then issue fines.
5: Well, yeah, I suppose that's a simplistic way of looking at it. But not everyone walked away with a, not everyone walks away with the fines, and not everyone walks away with a face full of abuse either. But uh, yeah, that, I suppose the colourful ones are the ones that make it to the show because they're a little bit of entertaining value. But it's also the uh, a bit of a sad insight into what goes on in the day to day and what we have to uh, face up to. With uh, with, with the show and, and having a camera
2: in your car while you're driving along, having to do bits to camera. Talking through what's going on, uh, and then getting out of the car, and, and say in a nighttime situation, you've got to uh, speak to somebody that you've pulled over. You've got a camera crew with big light uh, shining on the the whole situation. How does that change uh, the way you would ordinarily do your job?
5: Um, by and large, it didn't change my routine too dramatically. The only thing that sort of uh, changed a little bit was time. Um, normally you pull someone over i'm straight out of the car up to the motorist and um to speak to them in this case it was jump out or sort of wait for a sec for the camera crew to prop themselves into position then we'd sort of roll on but that excuse me they were very adamant not to get in the way you know don't let them change the way things are done or the 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 way we speak to people and stuff like that it made you certainly more self-conscious of what you were saying and things like that and some wisecracks that you might otherwise run out sometimes got put away for the week or whatnot but um, look at the end of the day by and large they sort of left us to do our own thing and if we left them behind uh, for instance if something happened fairly dynamically uh, the camera uh, in the car would catch uh, what was going on you're wired up anyway so they could hear it even if they weren't there at the time so by and large things just rolled on business as normal.
1: So did you ever uh, have to do more than two takes uh, as you came from your car to uh, the perps Perp's as car it, as it were. And uh, is there a blooper reel?
5: The, <laughs> the blooper reel, uh, I've seen a couple of snippets of once we'd finished up production. But uh, generally, the, the actual initial interaction with the driver, you can't retake that. That's You know, the old first impressions thing. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah. The things that could be redone are your little commentary and your grabs that uh, you'd give and explain what was going on. And sometimes the uh, the driver themselves, if they got themselves involved, they'd also have a couple of cracks at saying what it was that they wanted to say or... Uh, if their friends wanted to get involved so there was more than just you know just the focus on me or the other guys doing the show as well but you know quite often uh i found in one of my scenes that a pedestrian got involved because he was just drunk and wanted to you know saw the camera thought beauty this is my chance to get involved um and you know it just changes the dynamic of it slightly but once you do it it's done and you know it can't be undone as far as the person who's not uh as far as the driver's concerned, once yep. once what's said is said, you can't undo that for TV or whatever you try and do. But uh, it was mainly just the little grabs on the commentary that got redone, yeah.
3: I'm always a bit confused how they get permission, though, to show the... I understand that you guys are given permission, obviously, to be filmed and you're wired up. That's right. The people you're, you're talking to, though, normally you'd have to get like release forms signed and that sort of stuff. How's, how does that work? Well, that, do you that, have to wait for producers to run out and What would
5: happen out? is the, the camera crew would film at, as it went, and then what would happen is when I was up drawing up any paperwork or anything like that, um the camera crew were escorted by a host which was a member of the police force um who was temporarily signed to the film and tv office who would go and say look this is what's going on this is why these guys are here do you consent to being on it and if the person said yes they would just film a quick grab of them saying i give consent and if they don't footage just went away
3: okay what if they're drunk though when because surely then they're not really in a a state of mind quite often quite often you are pulling over drunk guys that seems to be
5: well there's drunk and there's over the limit i suppose um as far as and that's quite a common thing we get when we pull over drink drivers. Oh, i'm not drunk no but you're over the limit and that could be you know construed to both ways just because someone might be over 0.05 doesn't necessarily mean that they're drunk or beyond a means of thinking and capable thought um, by that but if the producers had any concerns i could always follow it up with a phone call to them listen this is what's going ahead you're still okay with all that and then it would go from there but on top of that the footage is filmed in a public place so there's really, at the end of the day, the person, if they push did come to shove, they've got very little recourse to come back on it because it is filmed in a public place.
3: That's a frightening concept. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, my other question was going to be, does this trivialise police... Yeah, work, but that actually
5: makes me more. Are we living in a terrifying Big Brother society? No, from, from that I of- think common decency applies. Also, is that if someone's in a real state of emotion and there, and I, we did come across a couple of those things where people do get genuinely upset. And we're not there to humiliate anyone or just to, you know, belittle anyone. It's more a case of. A, we want to show the public what we put up with. B, we want to send out the road safety message of this is what's out there. This is why you need to think about what you're doing when you're on the roads. This is why we put so much effort into traffic enforcement and education and making people aware of the bigger picture, I suppose, not just through mobile phones and speeding and drink driving, but look at the impact it has on other people and other people that are out there. Um, so we're certainly not about just finding someone who's grossly upset and humiliating them and making their life even more terrible. So the Big Brother concept, well, no, I think that's you know, sort of a separate issue to this particular thing, but all the matters have been resolved at court and, and all that sort of stuff prior to going to air, so there's no you know, allegations of uh, tainting a magistrate or a jury if it went to that stage either. So, so it's, it's,
2: it has completely finished shooting now? You're, you're not shooting uh, any episodes of the series
5: No, uh, this series is all uh, over and done with and everything had to get to court or be finalised before it could be broadcast, so there was quite a a time gap between the shooting, finishing and final production and things like that too. So can you tell us who wins? Who (laughs) wins? I think everybody wins, don't they? Uh, Every driver wins a prize, isn't that sort of the uh, that's some of the common public comments I get back?
1: I assume that uh, it doesn't strictly have to stay on the highways uh, even though given the title um, because that would uh, preclude you from uh, covering some of the stuff such as drag races in the back streets of say Dandenong. Uh, Did you did you have any? Uh, did you capture any moments of uh, actually confiscated vehicles?
5: Personally, I didn't. Some of the other guys did. Um, there was quite a number in the first or second episode. There was some of the guys down uh, Geelong Way who got a woman doing a massive speed, um, and her car was impounded. So there are certainly those sort of things there. I know there was another one that was captured on film, which was a pursuit and related to burnouts and stuff like that. So. Not sure if that one's um, been resolved at court yet, so it may not make it this time around. But there mm-hmm. were certainly those incidents that happened. Um, and people just do silly things. Uh, it, it happens in front of you. You know, marked cars, unmarked cars. It doesn't really matter. People just do silly things. So, if they're there to catch it, then we catch it, and if not, then um, you know, it's not all just there for TV. It's day to day for us. And c- can we talk about fake police
2: now? Fake police. Fake police. Uh, city homicide and rush. Right. Uh, both. Uh, police dramas shot in Melbourne, correct? Uh, as <laughs> the, uh, but neither of them use official police uniforms or uh, state they, police. They're not Victoria police, or for or, or, or official-looking uh, cars or badges or anything like that. Is there a reason for that?
5: I guess there's 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 an element of some people's perception of what goes on and and that sort of thing. But it's also does the department. Um, this is from my own perception, but does the department want to sanction some of the things that do go on and, and that sort of stuff? So they've got to be careful of not confusing drama and real life and stuff like that. The, the line still has to be quite, quite clear between what's dramatised and what does go on. Um, and anyone who does get involved with you know, police scenes or police mock-ups and things like that liaises quite closely with the department about where they do and don't stand and where those lines are and where the boundaries are quite firmly set. Because that's that's always uh, seemed to me a
2: little bit uh, of a problem with with drama. Yep. Uh, is that the uh, things like City Homicide and Rush? I mean, Rush is you know entirely made up. They made up their own unit, and uh, you know they made up Sam Johnson's career and stuff. But <laughs> uh, but they they try to portray themselves as being as realistic as as possible, while also being as exciting as possible. Uh, but then they don't use the real state police uniforms. Yep. Uh, and that kind of just ruins it a little bit.
5: Well, I guess that you've, you know the, that element is there that is when you're watching it, you do know it's drama, you know it's TV and you know it's not real life. And I remember um, a while ago, you know, there's been incidents where things have been filmed and like TAC commercials, for instance, and people drive past and they use real fire trucks real ambulances real police for that sort of stuff and people will ring triple and go there's a massive accident happening now if people see the rush cars driving around they can go that's not a real police car it's alright yeah. whereas if they saw a police car screaming around and guys in vests with guns and running around schools and stuff and that's sort of thing, people may start to blur that line between drama and reality and things like that and it's also a case of okay you're not in real uniform, you're not carrying real equipment and that we can give you a bit more dramatic license. You can have the, the massive romances and the massive bombs and step away from procedures and things like that that aren't real procedures and it doesn't come back on Victoria Police. Matt. Now- that makes a lot
1: of sense is is the technology that we're seeing in Russia such as uh, the lapel cameras and stuff actually kind of coming into the real police force
5: it's not unheard of uh, I know there's a member in Queensland who's quite very proactive um, with in-car videos and personal body cameras and yeah. stuff he has which a- has
1: especially been an issue uh, with the, the taser deaths up in Queensland uh, they want to have, have everything documented basically so well, they could show that they didn't taser somebody 24 times
5: so the allegation goes yeah, yeah look and tasers are again another thing which have inbuilt safety including inbuilt video cameras so that's another thing on it but this particular member in Queensland has for instance a camera mounted on his helmet for when he's riding the bike so that whatever he sees um, or wherever he He's looks his, the camera is, yep. is, is looking and it's the same for in the car and a lot of the guys in traffic myself included wear personal audio recorders because driver's licences are at such a premium you know people rely on them to, to for their livings and to get around and stuff especially with the urban sprawl so far away from public transport you go about taking somebody's licence off them or threatening to and it ends up in court now with the burden of proof being beyond all reasonable doubt if someone throws enough mud at you and hopes something sticks the matters can walk out the door at court if you've got a conversation recorded at the time where the bike goes, yeah, I was on my phone, sorry about all that. He gets in court and goes, oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, well, here's the recording. It's only a matter of time before... And you watch cops, in-car videos are in every American police car. Um, it's only a matter of time before they get more widely rolled out here. Pardon me. And um, they become a thing. There's also members I do know of here that do wear personal video cameras. Um, mm-hmm. And they're a great complaint reduction tool. They're a great evidence-gathering tool. And they're also a great uh, intelligence-gathering exercise too. If you're... Um, sort of tasked to a special operation or something like that, then they can be a very handy tool. Well, there is that whole question of who polices the police.
2: And uh, and I suppose if, if they are on camera all the time, that, that would help people get there. Uh, that would also probably make uh, shows like uh, Highway Patrol and uh, uh, Recruits... Yep. Uh, a lot. so
1: much source material. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's like Because as you were saying that, I was thinking, wow, that's just really what they do on cops. A, a lot of the times so they'll just use the in-car camera. That's right. So often. It's really or cheap the, for them the to make. This is yeah. part of the asking, Yet, yeah, does this
3: trivialise police actions? But also, is there a limit to, uh, like, with Highway Patrol, we're saying we're looking at, Fairly minor offences, you Mm -hmm. know, is there a limit to which point you would go, no, no, you shouldn't be allowed to let cameras into, you know, murder investigations or like, like, where is that line drawn between what we can film the police doing and what we can't?
5: Look, for, I mean, I'm I'm traffic based, so I can only sort of think from a traffic perspective, but where, if a camera's sitting in the car, if you step away from the camera, for instance, you're out at a fatal collision, you might park your car sideways across the road to block it, it's not going to be catching all the gore and all that sort of stuff of a collision scene. Um, whatever has to be documented for evidence in a coroner, then video is a great medium for that and it's used forensically quite widely by the homicide squad and things like that because if you're going to be showing it to a magistrate or a jury, it adds that third dimension that photographs or just pure audio don't. You can do walkthrough scenes, you can do all sorts of stuff. We're fairly heavily regulated in how that's stored and how it's accessed and who accesses and things. There's the Commissioner for Law Enforcement Data Security and there's the OPI and ASD and everyone. So there's certainly that oversight into how digital media is used and stored and, and in what capacity but to answer your question is there a line unfortunately police have to deal with murders and rapes and everything that oh, comes. i'm with thinking it. More so, for the sake of entertainment yeah because highway oh, look, patrol is obviously
3: intended just to be oh, a, a, a show for people to sit down and, and enjoy that's right uh, uh, yeah what line you know because it does seem like if we're, if we're letting that go to air as entertainment then surely that that starts a
5: precedent and I, I think that most of the stuff on Highway Patrol you'll find has something entertaining about. It's not just pure, I'm pulling you over because you're speeding, here's a ticket. There is something that engages the audience with it, whether it be something a bit random and a bit different, or whether it's um, the actual driver's personality themselves. We saw last week when uh, Peter Henry pulled over the, the girl with no P-plates and the passenger. You know, the way that she engages with him and has a conversation makes it quite humorous and entertaining. The fact that he didn't give her a ticket and all that sort of stuff. But I think that, again, it comes back to that common decency type thing. We're not there to belittle people. We're not there to trample on someone's grave or, you know, walk through crime scenes and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, of course, there's going to be a point where I think good taste is going to dictate, hey, listen, this is not quite what we're after and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's more than enough websites if people have that bloodlust that I'm sure that they can go and look up. But And that's not what we're about. And that's certainly... You know, there's those crime sort of shows that do go on on other channels about, you know, they look through crime scenes and the investigations and stuff and they, they sort of sanitise what does go in there. There's not that pure sort of bloodlusty type thing and I don't think there's sort of an appetite for that sort of thing. Uh, in, uh, in the Louis Theroux documentary, The Streets of
2: Killadelphia, where he goes, uh, he goes to Philadelphia uh, to find out all about the, uh, the uh, crack and meth problems uh, that are going on there and he rides with police... Uh, there's a point where uh, a suspect is seen throwing a package out into a gutter and running uh, and then uh, he's caught and says I never threw anything out I never handed anything off I never did anything and the cop says dude we've got it on camera yep has that ever happened to you have yeah. you ever, Have you ever gone yeah you did run that red light we've got it on camera
5: well that's right it happened once to me during the Highway Patrol filming bloke um, we were sitting uh, sort of in the intersection he's crossed right in front of us through a red and we replayed the footage on the spot and he went Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, enough times, I mean, it, it, I'll have a matter that gets contested to court, and you'll serve the brief on someone with the statement of the transcript of the audio as I type it up, and they'll have it, you know, six eight weeks before the court date, if not longer, and they'll still maintain, I didn't say, that, I didn't say that. And you go to court and you go, listen, mate, I've got a tape of this. Do you want to hear it? And then they'll just change their plate. So it, it does it does happen regularly.
1: Do you ever say, "Hey, do you want to do you want to hear it and not actually have the tape?" <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I think <laughs> credibility is certainly an issue there. You don't want to call the bluff too often,
1: or you don't um, want to be called on your bluff. Yeah, to, exactly
5: yeah. right. You don't, last thing you want is to be getting in the box and someone saying, "You said to me earlier, there's an audio. The magistrate'd like to hear it, and yet actually, I don't really have it. Um, sorry about that." It throws your credibility, and especially if you work on your own a fair bit, like I do, your credibility is everything, um, and. We go up before the same magistrates again and again, and they've got long memories. Yep. So the last thing you want to do is make yourself look like a dill and uh, have it come back and bite you later on. Actually, Sergeant Farrell, we, we are out of time,
2: but before, before we go, what's your favourite cop show on television?
5: Oh, jeez. You, excellent- you, can't, you
2: can't say Highway Patrol.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, of, of course, well, that's why I thought you might say that, so I was trying to rack the brain. Look, I've I've had a bit of a chuckle at the force because a mate of mine was on that right in the middle of Movember and it was the best porno mo I'd seen on TV in a long, long time. <laughs> so I think that's definitely going to have to take the cake. So to, uh, to Rhino and the boys at WA, well done on the porno mo's. <laughs> <laughs> so not the, the Shield, the Wire? Look, the Shield, I'm a big rap for. I really am. I think it's Good such... policing that. Well... It's just such a different show um, mm. in that a good guy who's a bad guy who's actually trying to be a good guy and things, and it was a different perspective on it, and I think it's a um, a very different take on the traditional good guys versus bad guys, and I think that's what made it very entertaining, and I'm just waiting on the last season to be released on DVD. Ah,
2: uh, uh, so you're in for a surprise. Oh, thank uh thank you very much. Because <laughs> the, Alistair watches it legally. Yeah. <laughs> but,
5: oh! Yeah, did you see oh, that? yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No
2: illegal torrenting for Alistair. <laughs>
3: Good work.
5: Yeah, well done. <laughs> Nothing well you can done. indict me on anyway. Well,
2: uh, good luck on setting up your own strike team. <laughs> and thank you so much for, for joining us
5: on uh, on our 200th episode. Thanks for having me. Happy birthday.
4: If you watch one thing.
2: Yay. Be ready to be freaked out. <sighs> What a great show it's been so far. Yeah. If you were going to watch one thing this week, Brett, what would it be? Uh,
1: well, it could only be the inaugural episode of John Saffron's Race Relations, which is oh, on- that
2: was mine!
1: The ABC on I Wednesday
2: forgot, look, that night. was mine too. Yeah.
1: Now, did I hear that's a, a one hour episode? I'm pretty sure that's a one hour episode.
2: You may have heard it. I don't know what you hear. I'm not in your ears- that voice is just in your brain, Brett.
1: Uh, my my spies tell me that it goes for an hour, which is quite interesting for the Wednesday night ABC comedy lineup.
2: By spies, um, do you mean TV guide?
3: Well, I like the fact that when you said, uh, "Did I hear?" hear this scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. It
2: was a little bit of a giveaway. Oh, what I like, what I really like about this show, John, is is that after two hundred episodes, we are so smooth, so tight, smooth. completely tight. Um, uh, now it
1: seems that uh, people are already kind of kind of starting to build themselves up so that they can be outraged, uh, such as uh, some of the reporters at the Herald Sun saying that uh, talking about uh, some of the things that he gets up to in the uh, series, like stealing women's panties for a sniff test, uh, making a sperm donation on camera.
2: Hang on, hang on, hang on, this just sounds like spoilers to me. Just sounds like spoilers. Or news, apparently, news that you couldn't get into news and have decided to put it into no, one no, thing. No, 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 it
1: wasn't used, to, and, and it particularly relates to, to one thing. Um, apparently, viewers are assaulted by images of Saffron gaining sexual pleasure from an image of the US President Barack Obama. Um,
2: Again, sounds like a spoiler. And even though uh, he... Essentially, no, Brett, are you just going to... Even though he to, hadn't hey, Brett, said it. Brett, Brett, Brett. Are you going to just go through all the jokes in John Saffron's race relations no, no, and, uh, and ruin them for us? No, Is that what no, you're no, doing that's now? that's it. That's all of it. Okay. Um,
1: but even though he hadn't seen it, the Australian Family Association's John Morrissey labelled Saffron's show offensive and, quote, the lowest point in Australian television history. Oh, no.
3: I reckon uh. we can go lower. It's hey hey it's Saturday blackface Yeah I, I think that's pretty much the lowest point uh, in Australian if, uh, television history Later on history. there was an
1: editorial in the Herald Sun saying If the public gives a shocked thumbs down Which they're building up to uh, do exactly the, uh, To the first episode of Race Relations Director of Television Kim Dalton Would seem to have no choice but to sack himself because he's fully aware of what's coming up in it. Uh, Is
3: that that a sexual thing? Can you sack yourself? This
1: is trash TV. No, no, really,
3: I'm interested, because if you sack yourself, you're no longer in a position of power where you could have done that. Is it like becoming your own granddad? Is it like a travelling in time thing, if you sack yourself? No. Is it like a quantum mechanical thing that's just, you know...
1: You, no, you, it's not you, like you're trying to do it retrospectively.
2: Is it, a, is it a hip-hop thing where you sack yourself before you wreck yourself?
1: It's not a euphemism either. Um, it finishes, this is trash TV. It's not funny and it's grossly insulting. I encourage everyone to watch it. Screw you,
2: Herald Sun. So hang on. The I encourage you to watch Was that in the Herald Sun? No. Th-
3: that was confusing. Grossly yeah. insulting. Was, was the you, should theater, be, you should have used editorial. a different font when
2: you were doing the Herald yeah. Sun.
1: Brett speaking now. I encourage everyone... Everyone to watch it, oh, okay. so that's and record it
2: and watch it again. John Saffron's <laughs> race relations is on when Brett?
1: It's on Wednesday night, ABC One, nine thirty PM. Duration one hour. Thank you. Not i a postman. have a letter for you. You
0: read it. You're a godsend. Save No, I'm, I'm just the postman.
2: The
4: postman. The postman. The postman.
2: A uh, loyal listener, Will Anderson wrote us a letter. Did he? Yes. Did he write it? Uh no, it's an email. Wasn't with a quill? Wasn't with a quill. Not an ink. No. It, parchment? Was, it was an email no. and uh, and almost entirely in lowercase. Except for uh <laughs> except for USA, which was capital. I'm guessing he was doing it from his phone. I don't know. Anyway, uh he says that he's in the USA and then goes on to say, Well done on making it to two hundred. Thanks, Will. That's really it
3: the, 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 There's no more?
2: No, not really uh, y- y- The context seemed to be I know okay. I, thought that, I thought there was more and then I went back and looked at it <laughs> It's just one line Well uh, done on making it to 200 We have, I know this
3: is letters, this is actually more uh, birthday cards We have a, a card We've received a card A physical card in a bright green envelope From the lovely Rob box cutter who uh, says happy 200th. He's actually found a 200th card. It was actually a 100th
1: card, please. Sorry. A 200 episodes card.
3: A 200 episodes card. It was, uh, look, I, I just think though, if you look carefully there, Brett, you can see that he has, he has done a little bit of alteration. I think it was I can't
1: tell what was originally on the card and I, I can't what not like, written on if the, the front. the eyeballs?
3: There. I can't tell if the eyeballs are
1: original <laughs> or, or added. It's no, the da 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 da. No, no, no.
2: That's, that's added. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because So it was I'll, just blank
1: underneath let that me, colourful. Let me read
2: that, <laughs> let me read that bit of <laughs> that. Disco out, okay? ball type. Because that goes. Da 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 da. Da 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 Do 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 Ooh.
3: Ooh. I thought our theme tune was just printed on the front of all these cards, but it's a hundred episodes in the making card. And he says, "Wherever I go, box colours manages to find its way to me. Whether it's Melbourne, Brisbane, Vancouver, or Budapest, you are a regular feature of my life, and always bring a smile on." At some point, he's not committing. At some point, so thank you, Jess. Thank you, Bert. Thank you, Jack, and thank you also, Reese, gone for not forgotten for your time, energy, and passion over
2: the years for all things telly and beyond. Thank you, Rob Boxcutter, for that lovely card. Thanks, thanks, Rob. That, that is uh, that that is very special. <laughs> God, are they still here? Yeah, yeah. I thought they'd gone. No, no, they were waiting for the card bit. It's the first time we've done a live show. Yeah, <laughs> waiting
1: in front of a, a full live whole audience
3: who, are only allowed, who have only been allowed to, to make sound of those two specific points in the show yes yeah. Yeah. Well, I,
1: we're hoping for laughter but you know, they're otherwise, very hard to please. <laughs>
2: otherwise they're, they're, like a, uh, they're, they're like a budgie we just put a blanket over them and they're quiet <laughs> and we pull the blanket off yeah. they applaud they're good okay question three which yeah. canal are all these going to be about
4: war no, no. no. I've got loads of I've got one on tennis one on the Suez canal loads five. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea?
2: Box. Got it. Brett, do you want to go through this whole thing again?
1: Listeners, there's a, <laughs> a crumpler beanbag available. Just send us your pictures. Uh, time is running out. Uh, what are we up to now? Is it the 19th? Uh, you've got like uh, 11 days that leaves for we, we, you we to did send receive in one. Your, just today, which was very
3: exciting yes, from it is, Darren. It is it nice to from, receive
2: stuff in the mail. Yes,
3: and uh, and I discovered that apparently tomato sauce is a, is a uh, dead horse is a common euphemism for rhyming slang. Uh, rhyming slang, which I, yes. I was totally unaware of. But that was interesting. Because He's gone for a kind of physical
2: object, kind of yeah. art project Brett, approach. Brett, will, you, to will you put that up on the blog? We've got Absolutely, some and, and when I say "will you put it up on the blog," I actually mean "will you put, I'll put it up on the tonight, blog?" Amen. Not not just say you're going to put it up for weeks and weeks no, and we'll, weeks. And but so, so so send your pictures for shows. And,
3: and yes, there is exciting new visual ways. I actually want to pitch a picture show. Here's my show. Here's my show. Yeah. Yep. Um, using the the cameras that are built into tasers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taser patrol every
2: week because mentioned that there were cameras in tasers. It's in
3: tasers, apparently they actually film every time you shoot a taser at someone. It will film it. And we could just put on some, you know, comedy noises. Boing! No, no, no. Wow.
1: You know what you do. That's
3: like Jackass. That's fantastic. Yeah. Taser oh. Patrol. We've
1: got the soundtrack sorted already. It's Yakety Sax. <gasps>
3: yep. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Uh, that's a special one for the video podcast. That's, that was very good.
3: That's, Taser Patrol, Channel 7, 8.30 weeknight. <laughs>
2: that's, that's your pitch. It sounded like a one thing. It sounded like a, a, a one thing. So... So, Brett, where can people send their pictures to? I mean, really, this is your competition. Uh, hooray. Take, take the bull by the horns.
1: Hooray mons. at boxcutters.net or uh, go onto the website and click on Contact Us. Or you can send physical things to uh, Boxcutters. Brett Cropley, care of R PO Box 2145 Brunswick East, Victoria 3057. If you've got some sort of diorama you need to bring in for us, it's 221 Nicholson Street, East Brunswick, which is right at the end of the 96 tram route. You
2: can't move for dioramas in here uh, anymore. It's insane. It, it, is, it is getting very hard to get through the whole way. Yeah. You, you
1: can send uh, video or MP3 attachments. Uh, just shoot us through an email to let us know, and uh, I might uh, give you an FTP account to do that. Saucy. All entries need to be in by the end of Halloween, Woo-hoo, which is in 11 days.
4: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table.
2: Okay, so, so I've actually got a, a little bit of vision from Taser Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. You ready? Yeah. You ready?
3: Oh, that's both hilarious and harrowing. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him just shake. Oh, it's like oh. he's got electricity going into his by some wires. He's pissed himself, that one.
2: That's great. <laughs> I love it. Oh,
3: you know
1: f- what it's great. just like. I, I didn't realize until I saw this footage. Yeah. Um, it's just like that when uh, Nathan Barley goes in to his assistant, and and he has the oh, battery on yeah. the jumper
2: cable. That's that's great. Oh. Ch- Channel Seven knows about family entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, it's Channel Seven show. I'd forgotten because <laughs> uh, there wasn't a watermark in the uh, <laughs> in, in the pitch. We got one of the raps. Uh, that's uh, that's a box cutters episode. No, 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 t- no, no, 200. No, no. Wait, wait,
3: wait, I've just received a message. But there's ha- more. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the Stereo Telegrammer Fam. Oh. Yeah, it's like Twitter, but a hundred times better. And only I've got one. It's this message. It's from my good friend, Mr. M. Here, I'll play it to you.
2: Happy birthday, box couples.
1: Happy birthday, you bunch of nutters. Happy
4: birthday, mother...
1: Anyway, you get the idea.
4: Happy birthday...
2: Happy birthday
3: from McLaughlin. That would be the Craig variety of McLaughlin. uh, Craig Craig McLaughlin. Craig Craig McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Australian television icon. Craig McLaughlin. Legend almost. Legend. I don't know if he's playing the piano, though.
2: I'm not willing to. (laughs) But but what I I love about that is is not only. I mean. not only did he call up to wish us a, a happy 200, but he also either a found a piano or found a piano and a pianist.
3: Uh, he puts the effort in, though. He really does. That's, that's the thing about McLaughlin. It's all or nothing. So impressive.
2: So yeah. pers- Thanks so much to uh, to Craig McLaughlin and the wonderful Margaret Pomerantz and the extraordinarily excellent Peter Hitchener for calling up and, and helping make our 200th episode. So absolutely wonderful. Thanks also to Miff Warhurst for coming in and gracing us with her wonderful and bubbly presence. Mm -hmm. Thanks also to Acting Sergeant Alastair Farrell, who uh, can be seen uh, pulling people over on a street near (laughs) you. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's true. Isn't it? If you really want to meet the stars of Highway Patrol, or which one is it called H- Highway Patrol, just run, run a red light. Yeah, just get around speeding in Melbourne, and you you're and all then a ask for an autograph. Get yeah.
1: a Rex with the fat tailpipe and uh, put a set of p plates.
2: P plates. Oh no, 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 don't put p plates on.
1: No, do put p pla- plates on because he sees he he looks like, for p plates. If he sees the p plates in the Rex uh, windows, then oh, you can that's pull true. Them over. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. W R yeah. X. Yeah. So yeah. That- I don't think there's anything or, or, illegal about wearing p plates if you're not a p P-plater Is there?
2: Uh, I don't know. That's
3: an intriguing
1: could, maybe, question. Could maybe be put L
2: plates it. in there and not drive with it. Like, drive by yourself. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, or you could just watch Highway Patrol 7.30pm <laughs> oh, yeah. on Monday nights on Channel 7. Uh, and, of course, Speaks and Specs is on uh, at 8- 8.30 on ABC1 on a Wednesday night and then repeated on Thursday night. Thanks also to James Talia for being such a huge part of our show and for uh, making the effort to call in and uh, and have a little chat to us on our 200th. Thanks to you, the listener, yes. for for being a part of 200 episodes as well. It has just been an extraordinary ride of uh, of uh, me whipping Brett occasionally.
3: Can we mention our very generous listeners? Yes, yes we can. I wasn't so, sure if we were
2: allowed to or not. So we... um. We've been getting donations, and we thank you for all of your donations to to Box Cutters. It does help us get the show to you every Mm -hmm. week, so we appreciate that. But one person in particular gets a very special thanks, David Lay, who sent us a dollar for every episode of Box Cutters. That was pretty phenomenal. That is $200, people. $200. Yeah, Australian dollars. Yes, yes your Earth dollars. Uh, and uh, $200 uh, works out to... Oh, he's calculating.
1: That's I'm, I'm not sure he's calculating, though.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm worried.
1: Uh, US dollars?
2: Canadian dollars? Uh, Zimbabwe trillions? It's about, uh, really, it's about 1.4 cents per minute of box cutters.
3: Are you saying David's cheap, or are you, are you saying that we're a good deal? I, I, don't, know, I don't know where you're going with
1: this. What are you basing that on? Is, is, is that taking into account that sometimes we have gone up to two hours in a single episode?
2: No, I'm still averaging at 70, because that's what <laughs> I aim for every episode. I'm saying, box cutters, what a good deal. What a bargain. No, you would to be saying, thank you, David, for
3: being such a phenomenally, you know, uh, lovely, generous, and, and warm human being. Am I? Yeah, not, S- not, you know, you've got a good deal. That's just mean. No, but oh, we don't spirited. say
2: that way. We're just saying, you know, it's only had one owner. This is looking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you so much. It's it's really and and everybody who's who's donated. It's uh, it it has made our job uh, a little bit easier. We love bringing the show to you and uh, keep watching television. I think that's uh, and
1: tell everybody about the show. Yeah, tell Damn tell it. tell everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. D- do tell everybody. Just people you meet in the street. Become, oh yeah. Go go to Hyde Park in London. Get on a soapbox. Oh, yeah. At Speaker's Corner. Yeah. Just start screaming about box cutters. On your
1: Twitter account, on your Facebook status, on your MySpace. Megaphone on a bus. MySpace. Put box cutters in in those stupid freaking music players that just start up all over the place (laughs) without anybody clicking on them. That oh, would be a useful purpose for those freaking players Actually,
3: the, the, the other, I had to find, uh, Jeff Duff I was looking at Jeff Duff's MySpace page recently He's still around, performing, bless him Yeah And someone keeps leaving messages thanking him for the ad Which also played music So when you open up Jeff Duff's MySpace page His music starts playing And three other sets of the same music But spaced out from each other start oh. playing it's, it's a nightmare
2: Oh, it shouldn't work like that. Sorry, that's a downer. Yeah. Spe- yeah, yeah. Speaking of nightmares, this one's over. No, it's been lovely. Really, no, I've hated it. No, it's been <laughs> wonderful. It does bring us to the end of Boxcutters episode two hundred. Thanks to everyone. I've already said thanks to and thanks also to Triple R, who are just wonderful, letting us take up all of their studio time. Yes, until it's next point. Until next week. My name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett
1: Cropley, we heart television. Catch us again next week, same bad time, same
2: bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 That's 0458 Cutter. No, I
1: was actually thinking about it in the shower. I, oh. Actually, I, oh, we I, don't need to know that. No, because that's where I do my best thinking. Um, I I did first light on uh, We Heart Television, but uh, I had resolved and in the in the heat of the moment recording box gutters here, uh, I'd forgotten that I'd i had finally decided on saying, "We are the one." No, we're the one you can turn to.
3: Because in it's, it's a lot of...
2: more. Uh, it's it's a more classic line. Okay, hey John. Yeah. I've got some footage of, uh, of Brett in the shower. Do you want to see it? Can I hear Margaret Pomerantz again? No, no, no. This is better. This is better. This okay, is better. You ready? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
3: no, really. How did you get that camera there? Really? Can I hear Margaret Pomerantz again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Murray Trigoni. <laughs> <laughs> did, so, you, you want to hear Margaret Pomerantz again? Yeah. All right. Hang on. I've got to stop you get you sex You've got to fill You have to fill
1: uh, Hang on, uh, what if I do Oh no, that's why it's not going
2: What are you doing? What is that? What
1: is that? Uh, yes, our um, uh, lovely studio We didn't thank them <laughs> The lovely studio audience oh, that's... Did we? Hang on Michael comrades.
0: Hi, this is
3: Margaret Pomerantz Hi, wishing Margaret. Box
0: Cutters' a great double century anniversary. Thanks. Well done, guys. Keep keep
3: the standards up okay. and the flag flying. Oh, right.
2: a flag? Where's she
3: gone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Smith.
1: You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.